Well, good morning, good day, good evening. Whenever the time is, it is a brand new day, and I am so glad you're here. My name is Jill, and these are what I am calling Jill's Journals Out Loud. They are just bits and pieces of things and thoughts and ideas and processes that I spend time journaling on, and I am finding ways to bring them out into the world because you're not going to be reading my journal. So if you're brand new, uh, the point of this is to really stimulate your thinking and my greatest hope and desire for you is to find a way to process everything that's happening around us out in the world. So, uh, you know, I really want to be preparing and working and managing and processing the eternal internal emotions, thoughts, feelings, uh, processes, before we go out and do in the world so we can do it more consciously and do it in a way that is productive and not just reactive. Uh, The second audience that I really want to and like to speak to is what I call Wire for Danger. And that's really for people who, men and women, who have that innate response to run towards the danger. It doesn't mean that you have the fight response all the time. It's just that when things are very scary or life-threatening, you move towards it as opposed to those who freeze or run away, flight. There's nothing wrong with any of those, but those are just the three primary nervous response systems that all of us have. But those of us who are wired to run towards danger have a different place in this world, and I am really speaking to you. And you saw that in this poem that I released this weekend, or you will see that in the the text and the video below this podcast on the Substack publication. And that is something I'm calling Danger Girls and Wisdom Sisters. And I have been floating ideas, you know, in my own mind for a long time without, you know, the full courage to move forward because I don't want to argue. I don't feel like debating. I don't care what other people believe because for me, my journaling and my processing is about what goes on with me. And, you know, for the most part, other people just aren't interested. But it's getting to a point where I just can't even listen to anybody else. And more and more, I'm trying to give myself permission to speak what is my truth in a way that will be almost unhearable for most people and finding a way to make peace with that because it's uncomfortable uh, and disappointing to talk and to share and to create and have nobody really understand what you're talking about. But uh, that's my issue, and that's something that I am trying to move past. And so that's what this poem, My War Cry, was really about. Uh, and that's why I'm speaking to Danger Girls and Wisdom Sisters. And I say a few good men because there's a couple of you guys who just have hung in with me a very long time. And I have you know, slowly been kind of shaking loose people who aren't in this for the right reasons. And the reality is, is that conversation, explanation, almost everything communication is very different when you're talking to women than it is than you're talking to men. And I have this constant internal conflict because I can do both, but it's two different conversations that cannot be held at the same time. And more importantly, the real work isn't to talk about men and women. It's to talk about the masculine and the feminine within us, but 
as we are, you know, having called into our question in, in the world today, how much of who we are is our biology? How much is our DNA? What are our lessons as individuals, both born as man or woman, but also carrying the feminine and the masculine within us? And I love both, but I don't want to participate in a way that can make both happy because I haven't found a way to do that. And my understanding is about 10% of women have more masculine energy than feminine. And I am definitely in that category. So I know how to talk to men, but I am at a point where I'm exhausted talking to men, hanging around men, all that stuff, because it requires something different from me. And my personal work right now is really about my focus and energy. And I've become acutely aware how different my energy is when I'm in the presence or in communication with men or women. And what's interesting is, you know, every individual has their own balance of masculine and feminine. And so it kind of depends on where I am on any given day, uh, how I feel in response to the other person. But my goal right now and what I'm calling, you know, these last days, these last months, hopefully last years, is these are this is my tiny window to do any kind of healing that I want to do. Uh, but it's also a tiny window, I think, to communicate. And so as I'm slowly leading up, I, I you know, I, I asked you guys this uh, last Friday what kind of content, how much content and the length of the content. And so what I'm going to do is. Uh, the first 10 minutes will just sort of be the summary, and then I'm just going to talk. So if you really just want to get the bottom line of all this, as we're halfway into our 10 minutes here, and you want to do your own work, you want to work with the questions and the ideas in your journals, but you're not interested or you don't have time, or you're like me, you have limited uh, options in terms of internet, internet power, things like that. Uh, I think the real hardcore questions for our world right now are not looking at what everybody else is doing, but really taking the moment to turn within and say, who are we in terms of masculine and feminine within? Because, you know, the innate response of the masculine is to blame, point fingers, and problem solve, uh, as you're hearing everybody scream and yell about the shootings uh, in Texas. And uh, not one person that I've heard has asked what the real cause is, nor have they taken any personal responsibility for the bigger picture. And as long as we're in point fingers and blame, you know, society and culture do not move forward. And so if I was going to encourage you to really think about what's happening in every context right now, it's not, the question isn't, what does everybody else need to do to change so the world can be okay in a way that you believe is the right way or the best way or the safe way or the comfortable way. But what is it inside you that needs to change? What do you need to be doing? And, you know, I an example of that is, you know, nobody owes me food, right? I am not entitled to be able to eat. Everything else in nature has to feed itself. And so I've been spending a lot of my time and energy focused on growing, how to grow food up here. And this is a new place, new soil, new issues. And so of course everything's dying, but I'm having a couple things live uh, and I'm also getting super clear that I'm not farmer, I'm hunter-gatherer. 
Uh, and that's really that fight response. That is that warrior. That is that run towards danger person. You are wired to be the scout, not to be the farmer, man or woman. That's just a different nervous system. And so I'm, you know, making peace with that, but I'm also trying to make you know, some practical efforts to grow something. So what I would suggest as the overriding theme of the podcast right now here for you, if you want to cut off at the 10 minute mark is the question, what is it in you that needs to change or to be looked at that is part of what's going on out in the world? And, you know, the short answer is, you know, everybody on the right wants guns, they want freedom, they want uh, no regulation, uh, but they also, you know, they want, uh, they don't want abortion, but they want the death penalty. They want, uh, they don't want to pay for mental health or welfare or health care for anybody, but they want every single baby to be born. Uh, you know, the left wants everything free, but they don't want to work. They want to regulate everybody else, and the only way they can feel safe is when the rules are taking care of everybody else. And so that's like a 20-second version of... It's everybody else's responsibility to take care of the problems so I can have the life I want. And if you'll notice, the running theme is the exhausting level of hypocrisy on both sides. That's why I, make, I can't listen to people yell anymore. Because nobody takes responsibility. You can't have every single baby in the world born and then complain when you've got hunger and child abuse and violence. Uh, you can't complain about violence and only think guns are the problem. I just, this is a sidebar, but uh, I just heard a psychologist say there was a study in England where when inmates, uh, prison inmates were given proper nutrition, just barely proper nutrition, just basic supplementation, violence went down 30% with basic nutritional supplementation. But that wasn't the end of it. The, the group that didn't get basic supplements, their violence increased by 45%. So, you know, getting rid of the guns doesn't take away violence. It's, it's so deep. And that's why I cannot, I have no patience for all this out in the world conversation. And so that's the short answer. If you really want to dig in about how to make the world a better place, then you need to look within and ask yourself the question, what are you doing that's contributing to the problem by being judgmental, by being uh, divisive, by being blaming, by complaining, by putting your money uh, into the problems like, you know, drugs and enterta violent entertainment and uh, voting against services to help people. You know, there's all kinds of conversation around this, but the secret to it all is the answer is not out in the world. And so until we as individuals are willing to look within, nothing out there significant is going to change. All right, so that's kind of the 10-minute version, even though I'm at 11 minutes. So the longer version of that is I've been having uh, this thought for a while, and I alluded to that uh, in the poem. And, you know, the background of the thought of the poem is, uh, you know, for several years I heard, several years ago I heard this sort of mandate that said, uh, you know, you need to tell men that you need them. We need our men. Men need to be needed. Uh, 
And I spent several years, you know, listening to men's podcasts, researching books, listening, learning, exploring, asking questions. And, you know, what was most interesting for me as a woman diving into the masculine world, and these were men-oriented podcasts, men-oriented books. So they weren't men and women or relationship books. They were primarily on the psychology, the emotional, spiritual lives of men. And I recognized so much of myself there. I'm like, okay, this is why I get along and I can understand, but it's long been uncomfortable for me. And it's been a constant battle, this own internal masculine feminine within me. And you've heard me bitch about it. And you've heard me say, I want more beauty. I want more feminine. And then I don't do anything about it because I don't know how I haven't been able to give myself permission to make that shift when all of the real survival stuff is masculine, growing food, uh, being political, staying ahead of the curve on the information and news cycle. These are all masculine energies, you know, breaking up the soil, hauling the water, you know, all this stuff, chopping wood, carry water, all this stuff is the body and the mind which is really the domain of the masculine within us. And it's exhausting and it's time consuming and it doesn't leave a lot of energy for the feminine, which is the heart and the spirit, the heart and the soul of a, within ourselves. And so, you know, I can't let go of that because I don't have anybody to feed me, but I am moving closer and closer to trying to make peace with letting go. And that really brings me into what this whole conversation was about. And that is that the feminine, which is mostly women in this world right now, that we need to let go of the masculine work out in the world. And the problem is, is that it's a very sophisticated, nuanced issue. And I can't cover it all just here. I mean, these are the things that great big fat books are written about. But the short version is, is that, you know, when men left the home in the 60s and everybody, you know, the, the traditional roles split, women had to do everything and they became very competent in the home. They became competent in the workplace and then they became angry because they were doing all the work. And I know there's individuals situations where this isn't true, but it was bad for the kids. It was bad for the women. It was bad for the men was good because it allowed everybody to walk in the other person's shoes. But now we're on the flip side of that. The pendulum is coming back. And, uh, you know, anybody who's been married knows that, you know, it's really hard oftentimes to get men to do stuff around the house. And one of, as a therapist, the biggest reason that I will tell you that comes from this side of hearing the problem is that women criticize and they complain, you're not doing it right and you need to, you're not fixing it right or you're not doing it fast enough or you're not finishing it fast enough. So men, you know, give up and leave or mope or whatever and they just stop doing it and then the women get super angry because not only is the thing not getting done, but they're not feeling seen, they're not feeling heard, you know, on and on and on. And so it becomes this struggle but at this point you know if you want to have somebody help around the house you have to let them do it in the same way you know when a child is learning to tie their shoes if you don't let them tie their shoes they'll never learn 
if you don't let a child walk, fall down, walk, fall down, that child will never get strong enough. And the same way that women, when the men walked out, you know, they had to figure out, how am I going to support myself? How am I going to support my kids? I mean, and there was lots of good choices and lots of bad choices. And, you know, a lot of the men's movement is centered around women going back into the house and shutting up and having kids and being passive. And newsflash, that's not going to happen. You know, you can't learn to fly and then be happy sitting home and not doing anything. You know, the answer is finding things that work for everybody. And if you have kids, it really needs to be about how do you make it work for the children. But one of the pieces I learned about that was unexpected was the biology attached to all of this. And I talked about that many years ago in the book uh, by John Gray about uh, he does the Mars and Venus thing and he focuses exclusively on the hormones and the biology of masculine and feminine and how important it is to who we are physically and physiologically wired as men and women. And I think one of the most fascinating things that's happening right now is because women have moved into so many of the more traditional masculine arenas is now men are moving into the feminine arenas. Uh, you know, they're being feminized by all the estrogen and everything. Uh, they are being feminized by the lack of the testosterone that is required to create masculinity. Uh, I've talked about that before. Just the sunblock uh, that's within everybody's blood right now prohibits the second testosterone wash in utero. I mean, it's just shocking what's happening here. And and so, you know, women are like, well, wait a minute, you can't just put on a dress, call yourself a girl and compete with me in athletics. But what most of those girls don't remember is all the girls who said, you should let me compete in your male athletics. And it, I was one of those. I had a lot of joy in being able to compete against men. So it's not our boys. It isn't a boy girl role exclusive and this is the sophistication and the nuance it's not right or wrong or black or white but there are some basics that are structural to cultural and society to move ourselves forward and that's what it means to be mature and to grow up and to not let children that are 16 17 18 or 14 or 11 become the influencers or the voices for what culture and society and civilization should be any more than we should have these really old people who are so disengaged from the real world making decisions about who should live and die and have decimated our bodies, just decimated our bodies. So there's all this complexity going on. And and the the thing I'm hearing, and this is where I've been struggling, is that women need to step back and let the men rise up and take care of this. And, you know, the one of the headlines was, uh, you know, woman with concealed carry, you know, st stops a mass shooter with her gun. Uh, you know, the, one of the only people in Congress right now is Marjorie Taylor Greene calling everybody out. Now, she does a couple things that are questionable, too, but she's the only one I've listened to. I had a lot of judgment about her before I actually listened to her. And listening to her, she's very methodical. I mean, she goes through the rules, and she really has figured a lot of this stuff out. Uh, and she's trying, but she's just one. Uh, most of the men and women there aren't doing 
anything. They're just a bunch of talking heads trying to either get ahead of their blackmail or make more money. And they have zero interest in our life and our concern. And, and we're sitting here passively watching, you know, our children be killed, our food being cut off, our country being taken to war, uh, our soldiers being effeminized, effeminized and becoming effeminate. Uh, I mean, this horror show picture of a bunch of men sitting around in women's military dress, and those are the quote-unquote people in charge. Uh, you know, it's, again, it's so complex. And, you know, while I'm listening to all this, you know, the lesson of the masculine at the end of all of this is that you can't solve all your problems with violence. War is not the answer. Killing people, killing life itself, conquering life itself through death, that isn't the solution to solving problems, but passively observing yourself being crucified is also not a good problem-solving strategy. And not caring, you know, that whole MGTOW uh, movement that says, well, I'm just going to withdraw because women are crazy. And they are. When women become over-masculinized, they become angry and insane. And those are all the women running around in power who are just embarrassing. I mean, one of the reasons I never wanted to talk about any of this was because I am horrified by who leads in the world of women, you know, whether the politicians who are crazy or the business people or the celebrities or the influencers. As a woman, I am horrified by most of the leadership and influencing women of our world. I, you know, it's just, it's shocking to me. It's embarrassing. It's uh, humiliating. And it's mostly, it's incredibly disappointing. Uh, but we are a world out of balance and the feminine can't fix it. If we don't step back and take ownership of the feminine within ourselves. And if you're like me and you're got a lot of masculine energy and you're super functional and competent, it's really, really hard to do that. And, you know, I've been wrestling with it for decades now. You know, in the last few years, it's been more prominent. And for me right now, it's life or death. I am not functioning. If I don't get a handle on my own healing, I won't live very long. And so it's becoming very real for me that I need to sort this out within myself or I don't make it. And the same thing is true for our world. If we don't sort this out, we don't make it. Now the beauty is that life itself is eternal, so you have eternity to solve this problem. But if you're also like me and you don't like suffering, what's the point in putting it off? Because the answer is within us. If we can't make peace within ourselves, if we can't step back and as women, you know, keep our mouth shut and let men do what they need to do however they choose to do it, we're not going to be able to change anything. If men don't step up, we all go down. If only women step up, we all go down. And I'm not saying that women aren't supposed to be part of uh, politics or business or leadership. But what I'm saying is it's a masculine-feminine balance. And mo many, many women are over-masculinized in their energy, and we've lost our feminine. A lot of men are over-feminized, and they've lost their masculine. And, you know, what I've learned is men need to lead men. 
men need to heal with other men and we as women need to get out of the way and let them figure it out how it happened to stop complaining to stop judging to stop uh telling them what to do uh not to the point of you know driving the car off the cliff on an individual basis but civilization, we're over the cliff right now. So on the other hand, it just doesn't matter. We are so far into the problem right now in the war and the cultural collapse. And it's, you know, I think it has to happen. I don't think there's a point in trying to prevent it. Uh, I think that the purpose of all of this is not to solve the problem, but to make the decision within ourselves about how we want to grow as human, as spirit, as soul. Do we want to rise to the occasion? And the occasion for women, the feminine, is to step back and to let go. And men either need to step up and deal with all of this, or we'll just work it out next time. And so it isn't final. It's just excruciating to watch. Uh, it's excruciating to listen to, especially when you know it's not helping and it's not solving anything but you know men have a different way of interacting with each other and I've been really aware lately about how much more energy it takes for me to interact with men than it does with women and I am in super protective mode of my own very uh, fragile energy that I don't want to do it anymore and I also know if I don't find this balance within myself, I'm going to die because I can't live so out of whack like this anymore. I mean, I'm falling apart. And so, I, you know, I, didn't, I never wanted to talk about this because it's something that's, that's difficult to hear because, you know, we want to be victims, we want to blame, and the most important thing is, is we don't want to be responsible. But you know, as I'm switching over to this audio format and I'm pulling away from YouTube and I've let go of the comments, you know, from all the drive-by comments, you know, I'm hearing your voices that you're getting this a little bit. You're, you're having similar experiences. Uh, you know, I was thinking it's, it's the, I liked, I came up with Danger Girls and Wisdom Sisters because I want to create some kind of uh, community although I think I'm more now, it's never going to be in person, but um, where we share this energy, but we don't want to all hang out together, right? So I was thinking it's like you like, you want solidarity in your solitude, but it's nice to know you're not the only one out there. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. And there just aren't very many. And it's uh, something that will grow. I believe that because, you know, I've watched myself evolve over the last four decades and there's a pattern with the individual and then there's a pattern out culturally and that's why I say you know all change becomes your own thinking and feeling and doing process not out there and it doesn't mean you don't participate I think there's nothing probably more important than being part of your local uh, council your local town your local school board uh, that's essential you know, we have to go back to the local level and stop waiting for somebody somewhere out there someday to save us. But the bigger theme is as the feminine within us as women, we need to step back 
we need to let go we need to just allow the masculine to rise up uh, and if you criticize or you complain or you tell people what to do that just collapses you know men need to work that out among themselves and you know when we neuter them when we criticize when we shame when we do all those things you know when we're shutting the masculine down in a man then we have to pump it up within ourselves and then oftentimes over time we get angry and resentful and we don't understand our own role in the process and I'm not saying any of this is easy what just popped into my head and I meant to cover this is you know my journey through this has been long and arduous and you know all of my uh, betrayals and traumas you know mostly came at the hands of men and so I was extremely defensive uh, I was angry uh, it took me a long time to even be able to use the word God because I could not associate the masculine with anything that was safe or loving there was just no room in that for me because I had no experience of that uh, and I also didn't have any feminine that was safe or either. So I grew up in a way that, you know, don't ask, don't need, just do everything yourself. So we all have our individual processes. But the reason I bring that up is that I have, like so many women, have had all the bad things that men can do to you done to you. And I found my way through it. It can be done, but it wasn't done with men. Uh, some of my worst therapy experiences were with men they were horrific and I'm like I don't think men should be allowed to be therapists for women who have been victimized by men it was a horrible several of them it was horrible experiences it was uh, you know criminal and only knew that because I was a professional at that point and I knew better and uh, you know shame on them and uh, and so it's it took me a long 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 time to get over being hurt and angry uh, and you know the safety piece is still slow uh, there's still a high degree of defensiveness uh, and that's just you know most of that at this point is just defensive of protecting my energy uh, because men require a different kind of interaction uh, than I'm willing to give right now and it's just I don't want to I'm tired uh, and so it's, uh, it's not about you or the man. It's about me having to do what I need to do to stay alive. And uh, for me, that's just letting this all this masculine stuff go and really stepping back. Uh, you know, my experience has been the more masculine I am, the more feminine of a man I attract to me. And he wants a mother and I get, I don't want to be the boy. Uh, you know, I see a lot of relationships where the woman is the boy and the boy, the guy is the girl. And those are not healthy relationships in the long run for the most part. Uh, you know, I also will tell you as a therapist, invariably we always marry one, if not both, of our parents. And so that, the reality around all that is we, you know, we interact at the romantic level with uh, the goal is to uh, 
uh, heal and become whole, not to uh, have a perfect relationship. So uh, it's really important to have, uh, you know, I think issues within our relationships because that's how we learn. That's how we grow. Uh, so when I say step back, let go, that kind of thing, I'm not talking about shut up and pu- shut up and put up, uh, but I am saying back off uh, and to focus on what's going on within yourself, uh, with your with your sons, you know, with your husbands, with your brothers, with your fathers, with your neighbors. Uh, they need to get it together. The masculine needs to rise up, and they need to figure out how to work together as men. Uh, find that within themselves again. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. You know, men in a group have something that women will never have. You know, women have something with their children uh, that men will never have, and men have something with each other that women will never have. And, you know, I think there's jealousy on both sides, but I think that as we step back, we can appreciate the value and the necessity. In the same way, you know, we have different nervous systems. You know, our nervous systems are just tremendously influential in terms of who we are meant to be out in the world. And it isn't right or wrong. I was thinking today about how horrible uh, people who are super wired for danger are in leadership positions because they have such terrible long-term planning. You know, they're not slow and methodical. And so they're great in a war. They're great in a chaos. They're great in a crisis. They're great uh, right now. Rise up and do something. But they're terrible for the long-term planning, you know, and staying focused and doing the hard work and the, you know, getting the details right and putting in the practices and the systems. And so we need everybody. We need men and women. We need within ourselves masculine and feminine. What we don't need is more energy spent on telling everybody else what to do, uh, blaming everybody else, talking about everybody else, condemning everybody else, judging everybody else. Uh, You know, this, this world, this life, this experience is about, for you, about what's going on with you. It doesn't have anything to do with me. It doesn't have anything to do with anybody else. But uh, what I came up with, uh, with the Danger Girls and Wisdom Sisters, is, uh, you know, you roar loud, you live wild, you love something. I can't remember what the love, you love life, you love something, and you are, you want solidarity in your solitude, and you just it's just good to know somebody else is out there. And that's kind of the way I feel. I you know, I've let go of trying to be successful or famous or uh, you know, get ahead in terms of the the algorithms on all of this stuff. And now uh, you know, I'm just trying to make it day to day. I'm just trying to get basic things done. I was, you know, one of my great joys is some corn miraculously came up. It's really old seeds uh, that I put of corn down. Uh, Sunflower, a couple sunflowers have come up. Um, It's, you know, as much as I'm resenting having to do the watering, (laughs) uh, dealing with all this and having defeat after defeat after, like everything has died. I think I have one kale plant, one cabbage, and one beet, you know, out of all the stuff I planted. I got one of everything that came up. Uh, Most of my potatoes didn't, even though they had eyes all over them, 
Uh, most of those are not taking off. Uh, none of the potatoes I put in the ground are growing, but the, the ones in the boxes and the uh, buckets are doing better. But So there's been more defeats than successes. But, you know, those tiny little joys, you know, and that's that's the the feminine, you know, that's the life coming up from the ground, you know, the life that comes up within us. Uh, it's finding the parts of ourselves that renew us and heal us and reassure us we're not crazy and reaffirm what makes sense. Uh, because right now you can't trust anything that's going on out in the world uh, and you can't fix it. It's so far beyond fixing that now we're just in this moment where uh, we have to decide who we want to be because we can't control everything out and around us at this point. And it is a peak moment for learning about your human and spiritual character and development. I mean, it's so intense right now. You can get so much done on the internal level if you really will capture this moment uh, and let go of the drama other than the practical stuff. You know, is there a fire on your doorstep? You know, those kinds of things. But so this is my battle cry. This is my war cry is that men need to go do their thing. And I don't know what you guys will do and time will tell. And most of you, uh, you know, I don't know. But for women, you know, that's where my heart is with you guys. And we need to step back. We need to let go. And it's so counterintuitive, right? When, you know, the tidal wave is coming, you know, the instinct is to run as fast as you can or to fight it. But the answer, uh, as any surfer will tell you, is you dive under the wave and you just let it pass over you. And you come up for breath in between the sets of the waves. And until the set passes, you know, that's how you get through. It's not by attacking it and not by running from it, but by just moving towards it in a way that doesn't engage the energy of it. You just have to let it wash over you and trust that you'll come up in time to grab a breath before you go beneath the ocean again and wait for that next wave to pass. And we're just in the middle of some super intense wave action going on out there. And it's only just begun. And I don't know what's going to happen. And in the one, many, many ways it doesn't matter because the purpose is for us to decide who we want to be in it. Do we want to learn? Do we want to grow? Do we want to trust? Do we want to listen? And for women, do we want to let go? Uh, do we want to step back? Do we want to just believe in the beauty and the power of who we are meant to be in this world and that things will move forward in the way that is best for us even if it doesn't make sense to anybody else out there. And so, uh, you know, it took me a long time to trust and appreciate who men are. Uh, and I love the masculine energy. It's where I feel powerful and strong. And I like the danger. I like the violence of it. I like the roar. I like the predatory nature of all of it. But my work is to step back and let that go. And I think the work for men is to let that rise up. And so whoever you are listening, uh, whether I know you or not at this point in time, 
Uh, we all have that within ourselves. We have the masculine and feminine within ourselves. And as good as all that feels, charging around, yelling, screaming, and telling everybody what to do, it isn't my work right now. And it's so hard to step back. But to me, it's more important to do what's best in the bigger picture for myself and for civilization, humanity, and for all of us as spiritual beings than to be right or to just get my way or to think that I need to save the world. All those things, you know, I've had to let go of. And so as women, you know, the feminine is everything when it comes to life. And if we don't value life, if we don't find a way to bring that life within ourselves in new ways and nurture it within ourselves in new ways as we're moving towards a future none of us can see or understand. Uh, it's holding that seed, whether it's a real baby or not. It's holding that seed within ourselves and protecting it and just trusting that the masculine around us, the men around us, will rise up and do what they need to do to set things in such a way that somebody survives because right now nobody's gonna survive uh, even if the sun goes boom you know there's a few people that will survive uh, so time will tell uh, this was a big idea uh, for a brand new day and uh, you know I've tried to put some of the components to this in uh, the video and the audio and then the written part of the substack. So uh, I hope that you got something from this. I'm trying to to make some realization to the creative stuff I see inside me. It's just a lot more time consuming and uh, I'm still mastering the difficulties of electricity uh, technology that will work or not work and connecting to the internet. All those super fabulous things that most people don't have to contend with. So we're going to take a deep breath. I'm going to say thank you. I appreciate you being here. You are awesome. I believe in you. I have faith in you. I trust you. And I see you. And you are not alone. Even if we are by ourselves, there is solidarity in our solitude. And that, my friends, is a very good thing. So with that, I will see you next time.